Hey you, I'm the Queen of Shade. Welcome to the interview. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Oh, and hit my cash app to support your favorite content creator. Now let's get to the interview. Salutations, Dufos. This is your fabulous leader, the Queen of Shade, coming at you with another special presentation. I'm moving full speed ahead with these interviews that are not really interviews. They are conversations where I learn about people that inspire me. They learn about me. It kind of goes back and forth. We give and we take, and then we record it, and we feel better after it's done um, for having been able to be human and have a human experience with someone else. Having said that, I have someone that I am very, very, very excited to introduce to you because this person, I learned about this person almost a decade ago. And I was a fanatic. I was a fan. I watched everything they did. I followed. I was very um, supportive. And now, 10 years later, I get the opportunity to talk to him on my platform, which is so surreal. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I would like to introduce you all to Mr. Sean Costin. Hey, what's up? Hi, <laughs> sweetheart. How are you? I'm all right. I'm actually in front of a sunset right now. So I got you, the queen, and the sunset going on right now. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, because I told you, I said, listen, find your light. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I would set up a, a, a light ring, but um, uh -huh. a ring light, sorry. Yeah. And I figured this was going to be better, but now I'm seeing the shadows and I feel like I'm fucking up already. Oh, but it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. Don't okay. worry. If, if at any point you need to run to where your ring light is because that sunset is going to go down, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. So I, th I, th I think we're good with the, the 50 minutes we got. It's yes. like perfect. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree. So I'm going to tell them. So I came across you. I was a watcher, um, your film work. And I just, I had never seen anybody that looked like you in the mm. in the industry and i just was like <gasps> like because you know you were just so polished and muscular and beautiful and you know ready and it just was so like yeah it was so i cannot i'm being good i cannot but it was just so it was so moving to see and okay. you know you're going to laugh at me because to this day, you know how we have my Vidster, you know my Vidster, right? Yeah. Uh, well, my login on my Vidster has been the same for the last 10 years. You'll never guess what it what it is. Um I I wouldn't know. What is it? <laughs> exactly. It is Sean Costin Lover. Stop it. I'm I'm dead ass serious. It is Sean Costin Lover. That I'm honored. My, 
Yep, that is my 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 bitster <laughs> screen name is Sean Costin Lover. Yep. That's crazy. I know. See? I know. <laughs> so so listen, before we get started, because I'm gonna ask, you know, like where'd you grow up and stuff like that, but fill yeah. them in, fill them in. What am I talking about? What is it that you've done? What is it that you do? Tell these people. I don't want to be the one to tell them, see, because that's my thing. I'm taking my cue from you. So if you don't okay. say anything, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. All right. So to keep it simple. I am Sean Costin and I am a porn star, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I say that with a humble perspective because sometimes I have no idea how many people know who I am. I honestly don't think I'm anything special, but there's a lot of fans out there who think otherwise and surprise me just like the queen did just now with, you know, the username. And I'm like, you know, when I hear that stuff, it just blows my mind because, again, I don't think too highly of myself. But yes, I got into the, the porn industry around 2015, 2016, so almost 10 years now. And, um, you know, it was on and off when I started because initially, um, you know, I, let me just pause right there because I could get into a deep reason why I started. Um, but yeah, I was on and off for a little bit with Gay Hoopla, um, and I did my thing. I ended up doing very well because I was a sexual person, yes. and um, I'll start off saying, no, I'm not gay, but I ended up doing things that a lot of gay men loved, and I did it well, you know, and that, that includes sucking dick, taking it up the ass, doing all that kind of stuff that straight men would never think of, okay? So I did it all and I still kind of dabble into it today um, with the OnlyFans and um, a little bit of escorting on Rent Men, but that's as far as I go for right now. But yeah, that's where I started with the whole Gay Hoopla, um, Sean Costin uh, brand persona I guess and uh it took off that way I wish I actually um took advantage of that name earlier on you know I, I kind of I was hesitant for a while to kind of put it out there online you know just because of society and friends and family and all that bullshit but now everything is Sean Costin my Twitter my Instagram my OnlyFans uh, because I realized, you know, I, I did make an impression and um, I wanted to not take advantage, but give fans um, the ability to reach out to me or to con continue to be a fan. Um, you know, and that, that comes with so many things that comes with the hate, comes with the love, comes with the in-between. Um, so I've been trying to navigate still a, a good steady path on the Sean Costin name and um, trying to make all the people happy that enjoy what I do, but it's not easy. I'm telling you. Right, right. And we applaud you. So let me, let me, let me bring in a term that we use in the LGBT community. So would you say you're gay for pay? I am gay for pay hundred <laughs> percent. Sean. Okay. Sean, I have to calm down because you are absolutely my ideal man. 
Really? <laughs> yes. Nice. I love gay for pay. Like I, <laughs> and I love, like, get this. I talk about it. And so I've done 130 interviews and I've yeah. had some interviews because they're with film stars, adult film stars. And I always right. say gay for pay. I love, I know that I'm going to pay for it. I've known since I was eight years old and I like escorts. And I always say that. So now I can tell you when I saw you, I got the vibe. I said, this is a straight man. <laughs> he has got himself in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, but, I, I did. But, it, but get it, it was magic. And yes, shout out to Gay Hoopla because they brought you to me. And honestly, yes. like, and, and get this, I wasn't the only one. There were so many people on my Vidster where, that were commenting about how beautiful you were, how athletic you were, how physically fit you were. And, and that's, that's my thing. Even on Instagram, I, if you scroll further down my page, I show off Black and Latin men, men of melanin, men of color. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. So to have a man like you here, it gives me a chance to say, I told you they exist. Pay for pain, they exist. Stop looking at me, ready to kill me because of what I like. They exist. I told you. And now you're my example. Ah, <laughs> I ah. had to fix my crown because I got a little, I got a little excited. It's so okay. now that we know, now that we know, and we'll get into that and we'll be kind. And because I'm not one of those people that really wants to know the nitty-gritty unless you feel comfortable telling right. that. Because my thing is I look at it this way. I've been in the entertainment industry for 12 years, I mean, for 20 years. I, like early in my career, I got my start vocally because now I sing and I have a podcast and I do this. But, and I did for six years, I did like inspirational kick in the ass 60 second videos. But I got my start vocally as a female phone sex agent. I was the only boy. Yes, I was the only boy in the call center because of my voice. And literally I made a good. I, I had a great living and the men were so kind and they didn't know that I was a man. And it helped me to realize that, you know, the things that I had been fantasizing about, the things that people were saying, oh no, that's not possible. It helped me to realize, yes, it's possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, I adorned, um, I've been cross-dressing since I was eight years old. And I didn't find the courage to bring this to the camera until I had that job. When I had that job and it said they liked, you know, it was transvestites, transsexuals, you know, just all kinds of stuff. But when I heard transvestite, that was me. So I, like, it gave me so much confidence to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out here. Who cares about the ridicule? Who cares about what people think? And like you, I want you to know there is more love for you out there than there is hate. You are, let, let me tell you something. You are adored. You are adored. I read, I was in the forums. I saw. And what happened is one of my buddies, he, he also shows off men from around the world and they're muscular and they're beautiful. And his page is like Jim something like iron, iron gods or iron muscle gods or something like that. He sent me a video of you getting out of the jacuzzi. And like, and, yes. and get it, you weren't even trying to do it in a sexual manner. You were just standing up and getting out of the jacuzzi, had on these very beautiful hugging black briefs. But this was the thing. When I saw your face, 
I flipped because I was like, that's Sean Costin. And yeah. I was like, I was, cause I had been searching for social media for so long for you. And it, for a while it didn't exist. It didn't, mm, yes. yeah, it didn't exist. Did not. Yeah, so there was no way to like get in touch with you. So I, so myself, what I told myself is, oh, gay hoopla got him under lock and key, honey. They're not going to let him go. They're not going to let him have nothing. You're going to have to exclusively write into them for, you know, to get access to this person, you know, and it was, it was that. But then when I saw you, I just literally, that was the night I asked you to interview with me so that I could bring you here to praise you. Amazing. Yes, like that's how, but you see how things work because like six, seven, eight, nine, almost 10 years ago, I just saw you in passing and I became, like I was enamored. And then to do what I had to do for myself and make Mm -hmm. a name for myself and then to be able to invite you onto a larger platform that I created where people are like, please, these people, let me tell you something, these people love these men I post. Oh my God. And you wait till you see the thumbnail. You wait till you see the thumbnail for this video. Oh yeah. They're going to be bothering you. And that's the thing. Like, and so it just, it's just full circle for me. It's a full circle moment. So now we all know what he does. So now let's back up. Where did you grow up? (laughs) Where did you, where were you born? Okay. So first of all, I want to say thank you for finding that video. I actually made that last week. So it's very recent. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at myself. I haven't made more videos like that. So I'm like, damn, well, you better start. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. Um, so where was I born? So I was born in a little state called New Hampshire. Okay. That's where I'm. Yeah. That's where I'm currently at right now. Um, I always come back here cause my mom's here and I'm a big, uh, I guess family guy. Uh-huh. And I, I, I'm a good son and I want to take care of her because she did everything she could to take care of me. So I look at that as a serious thing and my loyalty is for her. Um, so it's an hour from Boston. So I'm very close to, to Boston. However, I wouldn't say I, I grew up um, around here. I feel like I grew up in New York. Okay. I, I lived there for a few years and I learned so many lessons so fast so that's where I feel like I grew up the most because I um I found myself in a way and and I found a lot of um I don't know I guess a lot of ways of how other people are too so you get to learn that real quick quick because you're involved in situations that are they bring out a little fear in you but they also are like whoa okay that's reality um that's how a lot of people are Um, so that's also where I kind of, I started my whole, I actually started stripping there Mm -hmm. at a place called Adonis. Okay. Um, and that that is a gay club. Fitting name, fitting name for you. you. (laughs) We have this little documentary called the Adonis complex. It it literally is you. It looks like you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Naturally I fit into that whole scene. So I just kind of gravitated to there. Um, I also had someone I fell in love with in New York too. So that there was a battle of already trying to find, uh, the balance of how to deal with this life and how to deal with this life. And that, that is the story of my life is trying to figure out, you know, what this feeling is inside, 
um, th there was always something um, bigger that I that that other people saw of me or that I saw of myself. I always felt something bigger inside me that wanted to come out and be a part of life. And I still feel like I haven't reached that potential um, for a lot of reasons, but um, coming from a small town with small minds um, didn't really help me branch out so much. It did help me feel different. It did help me feel um, you know, isolated in a way and not aware of what's actually out there. And I only learned this from later on in life. Um, and I say small town because New in New Hampshire, there's a lot of many small towns all over the place. And I, I happen to go to elementary school and middle school and high school in a place called Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. um, so very small uh, population, but that was my life. So I thought, you know, and, and I say I grew up in New York because I, I later then, not too long after, um, you know, I graduated, I went to live in New York. Yeah. Um, and that was to pursue a model career. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that was driven by someone pushing me to pursue modeling or promising me these um, situations that would happen yeah. that never ended up happening. Right. Um, you know, because I'm I was already posting shirtless pictures, athletic looking pictures, you know, on MySpace yeah. back in the day. Um, you know, this was nearly 20 years ago now. You know, I'm 32 years old right now and I was posting stuff around 16. Yeah. Um, so 15 years, like that's that's a long time. Um, so I was already in the mix of, I, I had no idea about this whole gay community or gay for pay world or that the photography that I was looking into would lead into photographers being into that kind of stuff. Because honestly, most photographers that shoot guys like me are gay or have some type of fetish. And, um, that, that was a thing nowadays, maybe not so much. Maybe it's more accepted and, and obvious, but when I was trying to get into it, it wasn't obvious to me, at least. And um, it was just like, a, wow, this is how it is. Um, coming from just being completely straight, wanting to live a straight life. And again, closed minds, short or small minds around me. Um, so I, I adapted or adopted that kind of mindset of like, this is how it's supposed to be in life. Mm -hmm. um, again, New York, awakening. Uh, this is not how I was raised. <laughs> what is all of this? Right. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, I was always into sports. I was always um, into just being, I don't know, athletic or, being outdoors, being a moving person, right? I was never really into, you know, playing game, video games or staying still. You know, I started with skateboarding and snowboarding and uh, then moved into track and football uh, and then kind of just stuck with track because it was more of an individual kind of situation where I didn't, I didn't have to rely on a team or people that I didn't like. It was more like, let me put everything onto the line 
for myself and see what I can do. Was, that was the beginning of um, starting to see what I can do for myself, pushing myself independently. And then, um, you know, through that, you learn how to weight lift and all that good stuff. So then I fell in love with the process of taking care of the body and almost being addicted, at, um, you know, to the point where it's like, I need to work out two to three times a day. Um, I, la I later learned in life, you only need to work out once or, uh, you know, an hour a day is enough, not like four hours or five hours, like some people think, um, to achieve the body that I have anyways. And then, you know, just adapting the, the mindset of um, pain, enduring pain, and enduring like struggling, a struggling process to get what you want in life. Uh, and that's what I quickly learned with um, falling in love with the whole fitness thing. And then, you know, that kind of drew in all these kinds of, I said opportunities, I guess, and, and types of friends, um, especially as a man, you kind of like, you automatically intimidate other men if you have a fit body. So it's like, you already draw the alpha men into your life that way. Whereas, you know, I guess the opposite of me, maybe a skinny or a very obese kid, um, a boy, would be made fun of his whole, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like, I don't know your full story, but that's typically how it goes. Um, you know, you get made fun of and you feel like shit and you find, you try to find outlets to feel better somehow, to not want to kill yourself, right? It, it comes down to that mindset of how dark it can get. Um, fortunately, like, sure, I, I've, I've got made fun of a little throughout middle school and high school, because I was a skinny boy. I was, uh, you know, just skinny, muscular kind of thing, right? I was never fat, never small, but like, just uh, skinny, muscular. Um, and I was like, I'm looking at myself, I'm like, no, this is not enough. This is not a man. So I was always on a, on a mission to to be a man uh, or a better man or a strong man or someone I would look up to and um, be like, wow, I respect you. That was always my mindset, especially coming from a household with two girls, you know, my sister and my mother. Um, there was no father in the picture. So I was ultimately the man of the house. So I had the responsibility of learning how to be a man without a man around. So that alone was a little motivation as I went through the process of developing myself or finding myself, I was depended on in a way for the strength, um, you know, for the ability, just the urgency of like, I need you because you're the man. Um, I need your help or something like that. I'm, I'm scared. So I need you to be strong for me or I'm going through something that's hard. I need you to be strong for me in a way that way. So I had to grow up real quick. Um, and um, through that time, I had many jobs, you know, you know, the whole bagger at the grocery store, um, you know, uh, a golf cart, what's it called, caddy, doing all those kind of things, uh, landscaping, 
I had many jobs, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, you name it, I did it. So there was, there was always a hustle mindset involved. Although I wasn't hustling, I was doing what I could to make money the, the way that I thought. The only way that I thought was the way to make money. Um, of course, I had friends that were, you know, into drugs and drinking and stuff like that. But I, I, I was never turned on to that just because I took my my fitness and health so seriously at an early age. It was like I wouldn't benefit from those things at all. And that 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 mindset carried on throughout my whole life. So when I started at 14, 15, you know, I didn't touch a single drug like alcohol weed, any drug, anything. Still to this day, I will admit I use some THC to put me to sleep, like the little vape. That's as far as I'll go nowadays. Um, and I could list the, the stuff that's wrong with me, but I definitely need my sleep. That's very important to me. And I have a hard time sleeping for many reasons. So that is a substitute that helps me. However, like I was saying, you know, all the stuff that my friends got involved with, I was never turned on to unless it was like a wow kind of thing. Like, wow, you're really talented. Let me be a part of that. Wow, you're making all these people feel amazing. I want to be a part of that. So I, I was always drawn to that powerful role of um, changing someone's life in a way. I was big on community service, big on community anything. Like I wanted to be a part of the community to make them better. It was just a natural reaction for me. Um, I went to college for a little bit to also pursue that kind of career um, of trying to do a nonprofit organization um, to, to help the community. And, and my idea was still to this day, I would love to do is, is create a gym atmosphere where there's not only a gym available for everyone, an awesome gym, but you know, there's a freaking barbershop, a, a hair salon, uh, a smoothie place, a food place, all in one area, even like a place for children um, growing up like myself who need mentorship, you know? So I, I feel like that facility would be a great asset to the community um, any community, really, because all communities have um, some struggling aspects to it in one way or another. And there are very poor individuals in every community. So, you know, it, it would depend on uh, at that point, you know, how much it would cost and all that kind of stuff, the financial end. But it, it was that was what I was going to school for is trying to develop a way to do that. And I unfortunately did not finish college. <laughs> I allowed my broken heart at the time to affect my final grades. And I was depressed for a long time after that um, because I didn't finish because, you know, through through life, there's a, you know, there's levels of things that you think you need to go through. You know, the whole you graduate high school, then you go to college and you get a job and then you, you hope to find your lover and have a family and this and that. And then the end, right? Well, no, I took a lot of detours and that was the first of many 
um, you know, after the college thing, not finishing. Uh, the first detour was um, the Marines. <laughs> I went to the Marines uh, after I didn't finish college and I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I went through boot camp and did the school thing. However, I didn't finish that either. So there was a detour after that. So initially you're supposed to go in for four years, um, the minimum. Um, and I did not, I only did maybe a couple years at the most. So I did not like their leadership. I did not like the people who were leading in the Marines. This is not a knock on the Marines. This is just my experience as a young man, right? I personally should have stayed in the Marines looking back at it now. Um, I think I would have benefited more, although I probably still, still would have had the same problems, just different problems mentally. Um, so I didn't like their leadership and I saw that consistently through the training and sure, I was a great Marine and I was always looked up to, to be a leader and follow and do exactly what those other leaders were doing that I didn't like. Um, so I was becoming them and I felt that and I didn't feel good about it at all. And I knew that if I kept going, I would lose the ability to love, the ability to be the family man that I know I am or yeah, know that I am. And just have the mindset that I, I had going in. I felt it deteriorating every single second while I was in um, because I was becoming this ice cold man that was just like, do this or get fucked up. That's it, you know? And although there's a way of doing that with respect, the way that they wanted me to do it was not a way I agreed with. And I stand strong with that still to this day. Um, however, the, the thing about them looking at me as an asset was the physical part where I was always physically strong. I was smart um, and I was able to do anything really that the Marines needed me to do. So they didn't wanna see me go, but I had to lie my ass off to get the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did, I did everything possible to get out and I did. And then shortly after I regretted it because it was like, everything was set up for me in there. I was just an impatient young man, right? And I was looking at things the wrong way because everything in life is a game. I was just playing their game the wrong way. Had I had been a little stronger mentally, where I looked at it as a game, then I would have got through it okay. And I, my heart still would, would have been there and I probably would have had better opportunities in more, um, I guess, what's it called? Uh, honest opportunities compared to now, which is more of a, a different way of looking at things. Um, However, so the, the detour after that, not finishing, I shortly went to New York to live, like I said, to um, pursue the modeling thing. And because again, I was lied to about that. Um, I've been lied to a lot, by the way. Um, so that was one of the things I was promised to have 
a great career in and I would do well in. You're beautiful. You're sexy. You're this, you're that. Excuse me. I can do this. I can do that for you. Nothing was happening when I was there. So I got very frustrated, very frustrated because I moved my life to New York um, to, you know, to, to have a better life. So I thought, you know, I want to be this, this fitness model or at the time I was a little smaller muscularly. So I could, I could probably get away with high fashion, getting into those kind of clothes and stuff like that with magazines. Um, but nothing ever happened, like I said, and it got me very mad with the, the person that promised me this. And if he's watching this, you, you know what you did. And I still, I still, to this day, don't like the fact that you led me on to a bunch of nothing. Um, and that led me to be so frustrated that the person that I was staying with, that he managed to arrange that I live with in, in Chelsea, New York, um, I ended up just leaving. And I found out that I had an aunt living in Brooklyn. So I just ended up, I'm, I moved to Brooklyn with her. It was nothing special. Um, slept on an air mattress when I was there. But it was, a, it was a place for me to stay. And I wanted to stay because, you know, I was already there. I wanted to pursue um, a personal training career as a certified personal trainer um, at an Equinox gym or something like that. But I, I had to get certified and I didn't have the money to get certified. That was the biggest thing for everything at that point, money. Um, however, there was an, a, another motivation for me to stay there, which was falling in love with this, this girl that was also in the Marines. She was shortly exiting out of the Marines to then move back to New York and live there. And I was going to wait for her. She even fucking had a boyfriend. I didn't care. This, this was, this was a girl of the love of my life. Right. Yes. In a sense where like, I would do anything for her. And in my mind, I was going to wait for her. Yes. And I lived there in a sense of like, I'm going to do my thing. And she, I know she's an independent woman. She's going to do her thing regardless whether there's a man in her life or not. So I love that about her. There was like a little, like she, she didn't want me, but I wanted her so bad that it didn't matter. And the fact that she showed that she didn't want me made her want her, made me want her more in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so that was on in the back of my head while I was trying to do my thing in New York. So, um, you know, the whole, oh, I want to go back to my mom and help her out. I definitely wanted to. And I would go on weekends that I, I would be able to afford it on a bus. So I'd have to ride a bus back to New Hampshire and go see her when I could. Um, but my mission in New York was to make money. So I stayed until I fucking found a way to make money. And the first opportunity really was, um, it was escorting actually first. <laughs> the opportunity came up. I think I had a Facebook or something like that. I've had many different social medias under my real name. Sean Cawson is not my real name. Unfortunately, this is a stage name and I'm using it because more people know me of that name um, also for business reasons. So 
I was, I had my real name up everywhere else. I was, you know, I wasn't even into porn at this point, but I had the body, right? I had the body, I had the look, um, had more hair. Um, I can grow it still, by the way, I just shave it because it's easier to work with. <laughs> um, so, you know, I got a message from some random dude. He wanted to meet up with me and, and do sexual things, right? Or there was a, another situation where there was a guy who managed other guys to see his clients. Like there was that situation, right? You would call that a pimp in other situations. <laughs> so this was uh, a guy that um, straight up just asked me, hey, uh, do you, you want to meet up and I'll pay you this amount for doing this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, I was desperate. That's what made me say sure so fast. Um, I was des desperate for money living in New York. You will go broke very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, everything costs money. Um, and it costs a lot of money in some situations. Mm -hmm. So you think 100 bucks is going to last you? It won't. You think 500 is going to last you? It won't. So I'm, I'm looking like big numbers now. I need thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And um, this guy offered me initially 400. And from having zero in my pocket, 400 sounded real good at that point. So I went to go do this thing with him. Um, it was the grossest thing I've ever done in my life at that point. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yes, it was it horrible. Was, <laughs> it, yeah, it was It was definitely traumatizing where I'm like, damn, I had to eat his ass and I'm tasting shit. <laughs> you know, that. it was an older man too. So yeah. it wasn't like, oh, wow, I get to do this to this good looking guy. Right. No. It was just like, this is how it goes. You're usually going to be with older men in this situation and you just got to deal with it um you want the money or not so the more you say no to things the less money you're going to get so the the more you say yes to a lot of things the more you're going to get money um so i went to go do this thing with them yeah i got i did it it was you know by the hour and it was only for an hour and he ended up tipping me double the amount so i left with 800 so i'm like yeah i got all my money <laughs> i can do so much of this i can help my mom with this i can buy some food uh you know get a metro card for the month <laughs> that's a train card to yeah. swipe through to get I in i remember yeah yeah so it's like it, it felt good after the fact and it felt terrible during the fact mm -hmm. but it was um the introduction of like you know what uh, I need to take advantage of this because if I don't, I'm, I'm not going to make this kind of money any other way, unless like I get into drugs, which I didn't know anybody who sold drugs, um, or did anything else illegal that would get me money. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw like, okay, there's an opportunity here, um, for using my body or getting what I need with my body. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't want to accept that for a very long time. Um, it, it was hard for me to be like, this is how I gotta make money. You know, coming from, again, you know, small mindset, you do X, Y, and Z, and that's your life, you know, the right way. Mm -hmm. um, the classic way, I don't know how you want to put it. 
And um, that's just, I just knew from right, right there that that's not how my life was going to go. And I had to accept it and work with it. So shortly after, um, one person reaches out to another person. Next thing you know, a bunch of men know who I am in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then I got a hold of, his name's Tim. I'll say his name. Um, he's well known in New York for putting on Adonis, uh, you know, strip events. Whether it's a nude party or multiple different venues for strip clubs, in a sense. Mm -hmm. They're all parties for all gay men. And a lot of younger men, such as myself, were involved in it that had nice bodies. Some did not have nice bodies, which was also surprising. But everyone has a fetish for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got involved in that. I did pretty well my first couple weekends and I made close to a couple thousand to 3000 the first couple weekends. And I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is good for me. Thank God. I hate it, but it's like, I was doing it. Um, I did it. And it was like, I found a way to just flip a switch and get in there get it done. Put, put my baby oil on, you know, and, hump on some man and do my thing and, you know, take away cash. Yeah. Um, so felt good spreading it out on my air mattress, taking a picture, showing my mom. I'm like, Hey, look what I made. Unfortunately, she didn't like, you know, how I made it, but it was like, she, she quickly adapted, um, or understanding, you know, my son is okay. He's a smart guy. You know, as long as he's safe and he's making money, I won't mind what he does. That was it. And if I'm helping her pay bills at the same time, she can't really complain too. So I looked at it like that and uh, thankful she didn't hate me for it. But um, yeah, from there, you know, I did the stripping thing. And then I then got a, a call from the guy actually who initially got me to New York, the liar, right? The guy who's talking it up, telling me I'm going to be a model. He's like, hey, I got this opportunity. I don't know if you want it. I know you're mad at me. Um, You can take it if you want it, but it's, you know, this opportunity to go do porn. And I'm like, how much, you know, rolling my eyes, how much are they paying me? And he's like, around six seven thousand and i'm like really so i gave it a shot ended up being legit they flew me out to arizona that's where gay hoopla is held or filmed and um i ended up doing pretty well because at that point i was already comfortable or used to being around other men you know, trying to get a hard on, you know, trying to be sexy. So I was already used to the distractions around me and being sexy at the same time mm-hmm. um, and being around gay men, which is not, you know, my orientation. So I'm like, all right, I got all the hard stuff out the way already. Practice is over. <laughs> um, and then I went to do the whole the gay hoopa thing. Um, and I was good because. One, I'm, I was super horny, 
like I could get my dick up and come like nothing. Yeah. Um, and that was very helpful for that kind of situation where, you know, the money shot is the come shot. Yeah. So if you're not able to perform for us, then we can't have you or we won't want you. So I had the look, I had the, the ability to come anytime, whenever, wherever, didn't matter who was around me, how many cameras were around me, how many light men, directors, whatever. I was ready to go. And they were like, wow, good job. And then next thing you know, um, I did like three or four scenes that first time I was there in the first couple of days. And um, I, I took away that check and I felt good. I felt like, wow, I'm... I made a lot of money. This is the, the biggest check I ever got in my life coming from basically nothing to a few thousand or more than a few thousand. And um, initially I, I said to my mom, Hey, I got a modeling gig and this is, this is what it paid me. You know, it was for an underwear ad. Cause I was scared to tell her, mm-hmm. you know, I told her about the stripping thing, but that's one thing. Being a porn star is another thing. Um, because it's on the internet forever. Yeah. And so when that happened, after that first time, I was still in the airport coming home. I was, I think I flew directly into Boston. So I was going back to see my mom. So I can, I can cash the check and help her out right away. As soon as I, I landed, I was already on an Instagram post and people that I grew up around already knew that I did it. Like right away, Nick the Molder, that was my last name. Right. Uh, that was my real name. Right. Uh, Nick the Molder is Sean Costin. And then next thing you know, there's a Google link already made. So if you look up my real name, you can find Sean Costin, right? So if I, if I ever want to re- get a real job, and they Googled my real name, they could find that I did porn. Um, so that really pissed me off. And I don't know why anyone would do that because, you know, it really messes up someone's life when anyone can have access to that information. To me, my, my goal was to do it, to make money, and then to be not found from the, so many porn videos out there and just get mixed up in all of it and just fade away into nothingness. And that didn't happen. Um, a lot of people, like I said, that I grew up with found out. Then I ended up having to tell my mom because I didn't want her to find out. So I, I was trying to beat the whole like, wow, my son did this. So I was, I was like straight up, mom, uh, yeah, this is how I actually made the money. And um, she's disappointed but um you know again you can't really hate the fact that i i help her pay bills with it uh-huh. so um that that was the start of a lot of similar situations where i was just like this is how i made the money this is how i made the money i'm going to work i'm going to work um and she's like ended up just being like all right when you gotta be back all right when you gonna be back um however you know along this journey i i did want a serious job 
And so I, I did try to get a couple of serious jobs along the way, one being a maintenance man and one being uh, a landscaper. Again, those are the things that I'm good at, I'm good with my hands. Um, so those two things I pursued. And then I, I pursued to be a firefighter before COVID hit or the C word hit, right? And um, I, I was taking my EMT class, finished it, graduated, was going to get my EMT certification or certificate, same thing. But, um, and all the, the testing sites shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, fuck, well, that path is destroyed now. Not really, but for temporarily. In my mind, I'm like, I still got to make money. I, I still need to pay bills. COVID didn't stop those. So I made the OnlyFans out of, again, being desperate and hungry. So I'm like, and then I realized, so this is a, around a, a five-year span, right? I'm shortening it up, but long story short, um, I ended up making the OnlyFans from finding out how you know, how many people wanted me to make OnlyFans from being so well-known on Gay Hoopla Mm -hmm. or just, or whoever pirated the videos from Gay Hoopla to get on Pornhub, RedTube, Mm -hmm. Chatterbait, whatever, you know. Um, There was millions of people who knew or, or saw the videos. And I'm like, shit, why didn't I take advantage of this before? And I say advantage, meaning to my advantage, mm-hmm. not advantage of taking advantage of you guys out there. But, mm-hmm. you we know, it. it would have been, yeah, it would have been helpful, you know, to know that I was that well known. Um, I would have I would have started an Instagram or social media uh, as you know, as soon as I got home off that plane already. But again, I was embarrassed and I had to learn, you know, to accept not to care so much about what people think, but to only pursue like what will help you in life. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to um, accept that that was the path I had to pursue um, if I wanted to be any kind of successful. Um, and that's what I'm still trying to accomplish today is to still, because as just like yourself, didn't know I had social media, but was a fan. And now I'm still trying to gather all those fans that I kind of lost to make them aware that I'm, I'm here and I'm putting out content, content on my OnlyFans. And it's, there's still sex going on on there from collaborations. There's a lot of solo stuff. There's a lot of toy play. Like there's everything that I can think of or, or am able to do is on there. You know, and I have like over a hundred videos. So it's like, I'm not slowing down. I'm just doing what I can. And, and I'm doing what I can now because I'm not motivated enough because I'm not seeing those subscription numbers rise. Like I think, like I'm only in a range of 200 to 400. It fluctuates for subscribers. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to be in the thousand subscriber range, right? Mm-hmm. And that would motivate me to do everything possible that everyone wants me to do. Um, And that's basically have sex, get fucked and all that stuff more often and in more of a creative way. 
And sure, I would love to do that, but I need to be motivated. I need to have the incentive. I'm not just going to do it to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind doing it. Don't get me wrong with that. Um, I don't mind doing it. Again, I just need the eyeballs and the dollar signs to come with those eyeballs to do it. Because again, I'm not, I'm not gay. It's not something I want to jump to do but I don't mind doing it as long as there's enough fans that will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, I, and I think that, yeah, that's, that's, I think is a fair perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to be greedy or anything like that. I just know my worth. Mm-hmm. Same thing with rent men. If I put an ad out or I'm in a location and you hit me up and you ask me what, what my rates are, I'm going to say they're very expensive because you know, I think I'm worth this amount. You want to go find something that's more low quality. That's fine. But don't get mad because I say I'm like, you know, 500 and up or a thousand and up for a specific request. Um, That's just what I'm worth, man. Just look me up. If you like it, you like it. I'm sure you will. I won't disappoint. And I feel like that makes me more valuable too, that I don't just give myself away just anyone just a couple hundred bucks to bend over and fuck me because i got a nice ass (laughs) no i I want i want it to be fair both ways like i want you to get what you're paying for and i want to leave being able to pay for what i need to continue my life Mm -hmm. right so that that's how i'm looking at it however i feel like i'm i'm ranting now or talking too much but that's basically the whole story you're not how things are going you're not ranting at all. And I know people are like, wow, she didn't say anything. I wanted to hear the story. <laughs> um, you know what's ironic? What's that? When I was around 19, 20, 21, I would go to New York trying to secure a modeling contract, trying to go. I went to Request. I went to Next Model Management. I went to IMG. I went to Major. I went to Elite. I went to Fusion. I went to Vision. Like I went to all of these modeling agencies. And I got told, no, 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 I went to boss. They said, no, 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 you're not what we're looking for. Um, You're just not what we're looking for. And you know, you wanna ask yourself, what are you looking for? Like you wanna ask them, what are you looking for? But what, what, what happened was, and people are gonna find out why I do what I do in this um, story. But um, so I would get turned down, but what I loved about going Cause I would travel, I'm from Philadelphia. So I would travel up on the little Greyhound bus, go from, well, actually the China, Chinatown bus. I would go from Chinatown in Philadelphia to Chinatown in New York city. And then I would get off and I was so broke. So I would walk everywhere. So that kept me thin. That kept me fit. I would walk from Chinatown all the way to union square. It was nothing. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. It was nothing for me. All of the agencies are, are near union square, IMG elite, all of them. They're all right there near union square behind it. Request is right there. I can see it. So, yeah. so what happened was I would get turned down and yes, that was a lot of no's and yes, it hurt my feelings, but I had a fight in me, but right. the one, but the one thing that I loved about going is I would get to connect with other male models. Yeah. And when I would connect with other male models, they, and I'm gonna say this, but it's not true. They were like you. They looked like you, I wanna say. They were football mm-hmm. players. They were ex-military. They were very athletic. 
And what Mm -hmm. happens is they would see me and I was thin, I was androgynous, I was very waif-like. They would look at me and say, you're gonna make it because you're an actual model. I'm, I'm too big, they want me to slim down. You know, I, I gotta have a 30 waist and I, I'm watching them and they're, they're personal training on the side. They're at yeah. crunch, crunch Fitness and doing all of this. And you know, the funny, the crazy thing is that I got to know a group of guys and I don't know where they all are right now, but so I'm not able to help them directly. But the reason why I started showing Black and Latin men on my page was because I witnessed firsthand, I witnessed the people who I call them gatekeepers. They were keeping me out, yes, but but the reason they were keeping me out was jealousy, child. I just, I know what that was. <laughs> I know what that's that right. They kicking themselves now, but anyway, but right. but the reason why I stayed around them or watched is because I would watch them do the same things that you were yeah. saying. I, yeah. I know I know many fashion producers by name who don't know me, but what happened was the guys like you, big, beautiful, athletic, personal trainers, they would get with me. And they would do exactly what you're doing. They yeah. would tell me what was going on. Yeah. And I hated it because in my eyes, you guys were the models. You guys were gorgeous. You guys were the athletic, best asses, best chest, best pet, best legs, best thighs, best face. And I felt like, oh my God, if they're doing this to you, yeah. I don't stand a chance. So it forced me to think of other things. And in my story, we can get into that later. But um, my story was I ended up leaving for Paris and I had more success there. But I even remember calling back to New York to some of those guys that were more athletic, that were ex-football players, ex-military. And I said to them like, guys, it's hard over here, but I'm doing well. I'm, me- I'm meeting people. I'm meeting people that can really help my careers. And a lot of the guys were gay for pay. So they had yeah. the plane, they had the plane ticket money. So they were like, say the word and we'll fly over there. You can help us get in. Like that was what I became. I became kind of the, the, the information guy. I became nice. the guy that would literally help them learn. And uh, it's unfortunate because you said something in the beginning of your story. You were like, you know, it was MySpace. That's when I started. I started meeting all of them, MySpace. And in person at, at, at modeling castings and go sees, but it has not changed. No. In 20 years. No. <laughs> it's it's still the same. Still the same. And and what's worse? Your nationality. You are African American, aren't you? Well, no, I'm Dominican and white, but I guess Dominican. it's just them. Um, yeah. This is my thing. I, I could see it. I knew it when I first saw you on camera that there was some kind of melanin situation going on. But yeah. but get this. I wit like I I witnessed some of the most beautiful men get sucked into that, and they couldn't write yeah. home and tell their mothers what they were doing, and, and my heart broke. Oh yeah, my heart broke because, and it's not that I pitied them. I was angry at myself because I knew what I was. Right. I knew what I could be. Yeah. But like you said. Back then, I didn't have the money. 
Yeah. In that industry, even models, if you don't walk in with your own money. Oh yeah. It's curtains. I would, yeah. I, I look like there was so, and there, what I hated was there were so many men because I had been abroad. So I would say, and that was the thing. Everybody thought, well, this is, this is the way it's done. This is the way you do it. And I'm like, no, get on a plane and go to Germany. Get on a plane and go, you know, go to Paris, get on a plane yeah. and go to, go to Brazil. You know, yeah. and, and I fought, I faced that too because I was getting yeses. I got yeses in Napsal and Prague for modeling nice. agencies. I got absolute, I got uh, yeses in South Africa, Cape Town. Yeah. I got yeses in Brazil for four. I'm saying their names. Yeah. And nice. I didn't have the money to get there. Yeah. No, it's like if, if you don't know the owner of the agency yeah. and they don't want to fuck you, right. you don't have a chance. Right. And get it. I, yeah. I'm not naming any names, but that's what the owner. But that was what the owners of the agencies were doing, and they're still doing it. Oh, I know. They they have less of a chance now because everyone can be more of their independent contractors with all the social media yes. if they're hungry enough. Mm-hmm. But still, those same people who own the agencies still have those connections. So yeah. you want to know them. Yeah. Um, but like, like you said, it. it it takes someone like you to guide them or someone who knows the game to guide them to really know how to do it themselves. I've spent the last 20 years learning the game. Yeah. I've spent the last 20 years and I have a lot of things in the works. Nice. And I I plan to do a lot because I witnessed men that I love. It makes me upset. It doesn't make me want to cry. It makes me angry. Because I witnessed men that I knew had real potential, real potential, but because the whole ethnic or melanated or black, they, they always over-sexualized you guys. That was always the thing. And I remember one of my buddies saying to me at that time, I don't know where he is right now, but he said to me, he said, man, you need to just come to New York. He said, because you're gay. You like this stuff. You could do it and get us all in. (laughs) Only problem was I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I I had a very tumultuous um, awakening to my being gay. So it it was something that I did not know. I was very religious. I grew up very religious. And then it it was just not conducive with allowing me to actually step into my homosexuality and when I went to Paris and it was different and it was on my own and I was finally getting the attention that I had been looking for in the states I remember going to a park and the divine saying to me because I'm a shaman shaman oracle prophet seer healer I do all of that nice. so I remember the divine said because I'm not Christian not religious but the divine sat me down and said to me you know you're gay right and I started crying, but I tell that story because God outed me to me. Nice, that's beautiful. How, that's how it happened. And I mm. said, I said, what am I going to do? And I remember standing up in that park and he said, we'll deal with it. And we never had another conversation about it. And then this was born. Yeah. And your story, I want you to know something. It's not by happenstance that I saw you online. I have been looking for you for years. I have been looking for you for years. 
And the fact that it's happening now when I have so much at my disposal, because like you said, it's connections. It is, yeah. I've got 20 years worth of connections. I can call people and be like, yo, and it's not a situation where they want you to have sex. It's a situation where they're hiring men that look like you for like, let's say, let me think off the top of my head, Miami Sizzle. You know, right. I, I interviewed someone who does deviant, his thing is called deviant events. You know, they do these things where they travel around the world uh, or around the country and they do these things. And I can call them and say, listen, I got a man with an amazing body. Take a look at him. You see? Nice. And that, yeah. that, that makes me feel good because the only thing that bothered me with your story was the fact that you said, I have no other option. Yeah. Because the truth is you do have other options, but I like what you said after it, because then you said, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to be the entrepreneur. I'm going to make it it'll be like, I'm going to make sure I take advantage of this for me. That's right. And that's, that's honestly, because I remember those MySpace days, my God, <laughs> like now, like you said, we can literally touch the entire world with our work. Oh yeah. Entire world. My content, at least with all of my analytics, um, I, at least 70 million people a year see at least one video from me. Wow. 70 million. And the crazy number. Yeah. But get this crazy thing was, I was like, well, where's the money? Where's the money? I I wasn't making any money. And then I realized there were other things I had to do behind the scenes to make sure I started to corral the dollars. And that's what I'm doing. That's what this platform is for. I'm corralling the dollars. Now I'm calling the dollars to me. I'm gathering all that I have and all that I am to me so that I can push myself further up and then bring my guys into it the right way. Because like before the pandemic um, even started, I was talking with money people and they were like, they had been telling me for years, you need your own modeling agency. You need your own modeling agency. So I trademarked the name and everything so that they wouldn't be able to take that from me. I'm smart. And and I was going to open the doors and then COVID hit. I was like, okay. And what I have learned is the same thing that you said for every young man watching. This is what I tell my boys. Don't be afraid or ashamed to work a regular job. And, and, and this is the thing, when I say regular, I mean bartender. Because if you're standing, and I love it because I met so many men, even in college, they were straight, they played football, but they would be in a gay clubs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as your bartender because the body's shirtless, that money, that money would oh, yeah. just pour in. So, you know, I say regular job, I mean that, I mean bartender. Server is good, but the bartender is better. And my thing is, like I said, you have have experience being around gay men. Gay men, we love beauty. And the one thing I love about your story and seeing you today is that you haven't lost your beauty. You know? Thank you. And that's the thing, like, because a lot of, I've seen some of the guys that they, they drink, they, you know, the way to cope was to drink it or yeah. you know, smoke it away or drug it away. And I know, I know supermodels right now that were black 
that are on drugs today. They're trying and, and literally they went from the pinnacle, you know, high fashion is the pinnacle. That is yeah. the, that's the top of the industry. They went from high fashion down to, oh, I have a businessman coming in from Africa and he wants some company. Damn. Yeah. 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 So I love what I hear from you because you're thinking. Yes. And my thing is, yes, you've done it before, but know that you you have know that you look good you know know yeah. that you are good know that people are clicking your videos to see your body and see you smile and all of those things know that photographers still the same they, they want they they book you and, it's, and then all of a sudden all you know is they're 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 booking you and you're there posing you're all oiled up and the next thing you know they're adjusting your underwear that they got you in very scandalously clad and then their their hands are just accidentally you know it never yeah. it never changes it never yeah. get, can you get fluffed up for me we yeah. need the dick a little bigger yeah, right <laughs> right right and my thing is I don't look at anything as being a wrong way. I don't look at anything as being a wrong way because all that you went through connected you to me. And, yeah. and my thing is I'm in a position where I can do something about it. All right. Well, but, I believe, I believe that I try to stay optimistic about yeah. a lot of things like that. But get you know, what I need for you to do. And that's the thing, because I can make connections make the money right bartend do what you got to do make the money because yeah. that, that determines whether or not the people advance you yeah like you got to be able to say oh no i can i can get you know certain you know when you're booking things they'll fly you out but certain right. things like oh no you ain't gotta worry about that i got that myself right you know yeah. then it's like because then that establishes a reputation they can't string you they can't piecemeal you yep yeah. It's a lot better that way. I, I definitely get it. Yeah. Like if you can pay for your own flight, your own food, yeah. they like that and then they don't. It's like, oh, what can we do to keep you? you know? Exactly. And the truth yeah. is, the truth is, pay me. Right. <laughs> it's the only thing you can do. Pay me. Right. Yeah. Only thing. And, but that's why I started showing men on my pages. I've been showing men for over 20 years. They've cut nice. and they've changed. I always see the new crop. And then I'm all like, literally, I'm going to return to YouTube. I mean, not to YouTube. I've already returned to YouTube two months ago, but I'm going to return to Instagram. And my Instagram is solely going to be to showcase men on my platform. Showcase. Yeah. Because I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place for a lot of eyes. Mm -hmm. It's that or Twitter, really. That's more of a larger community, I think, accessible. Yeah. Do you have a Twitter? I do, yes. Okay, good. Because I have some friends that I'm just going to reach out to and be like, I need you to do me a favor, pin this at the top. Because they have hundreds, they have hundreds of thousands of followers. And my, okay. and my thing is, I'm sorry that you were lied to, though. I'm sorry that you were lied to. Sometimes we need that. We need yeah. that, though. But you know what it is? I just, I don't like when people, see, people used to make fun of me, okay? When I was younger. You know, oh, he's gay, he's effeminate, he's this, he's that. But they didn't realize my opposite. See, I'm effeminate. My opposite is you, the football. I can see that. The, I the, can see that. The athleticism, the football player, because the guys like you protect me. Right. That's yeah. always been how it is in my life. It has always been that way. 
I have always, oh, yeah. all my friends, I even learned to work out. I'm thinner now because of COVID and I haven't been to a gym, but I'm working out at home. But mm-hmm. I learned to work out. I learned, I would, I learned to build my body and still be thin. And, but, but from God, football players, they were yeah. guys that took me under their wing. It was like, oh no, we got you. you ain't got to worry. That was right. the thing. So it's, it's kind of like beauty and the beast. Oh yeah. You got that attitude too. That diva, that sass, yes. that don't fuck with me. Yes. I have something inside me. So don't, I, I know what I look like. I know yeah. I'm not you. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, but you know that. what, but you know, that that's, that's how you, that's how you navigate this industry. Because if yeah. you don't, then the next thing you know, they're trying to get you here, get you there. I don't do club walkthroughs. I don't do club. Like, no, nobody can get me. The price nice. is too high. The price that's, is too high. That's right. People are too cheap. That's the thing. Yes. People are too cheap. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 They are. But get this. I want to thank you for telling your story. And I didn't interrupt you because you were telling it. Every question I had, you answered. Every I'm question. Glad. I was and worried you know, I said I missed something. No, but you know what that tells me about you? You're very great with communication. You can I use can be. Yeah, you can use that too. See, that's the thing. One thing that bought, got me here, because see, I didn't know, I didn't apply for verification on Instagram. Everybody says, how did you get your blue check? I didn't apply. What happened was I created, in six years, I created 22,000 60-second videos. I'm a content crazy machine. Yes, that and is that, Exactly. That's what I did. And awesome. Instagram in 2018 said to me, you got 21 million likes this year. In one year. So they said, I, it came up in my notifications. Congratulations, you've been verified. That's how I got it. And I've maintained awesome. it ever since. My That's amazing. Thing, my thing is, if we do the work and we band together, yeah, we're going to be all right. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't like my my boys. I don't, I call y'all boys. I know y'all men, but y'all my boys. I don't like my boys having to be worried where if they get flown out somewhere, are is these people gonna be in my hotel room? Is are they gonna be trying me? I don't like that. And I have a lot of light around me, which means anyone I shine on is in that light. So you better treat them right because if I hear about it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a national incident. Cause I'm gonna tell everybody I'm gonna tell and I'm I'm globally known so I'm like don't not one of mine not one hey. of mine you better you better be on your p's and your q's so we're going to talk more off camera okay but do me a favor tell everyone again where they can find you on social media twitter all that and I'm going to put all these links underneath this video but I want you okay. to tell them from your mouth so they can hear it okay so I want to just say just my Instagram for now, because for one, my dumbass forgot my Twitter username. However, there is something you can find not only with the links below that you will provide, but um, also on my Instagram. This is what I'm going to list because it's the easiest way for me to remember. Also for you guys, Sean.Costin. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Okay. Within that on my IG, my link is in my bio for my OnlyFans. And there is also, you know, the highlights from my story um, near my bio uh, that will list the Twitter that I have. Um, so Sean.Costin is my Instagram. 
I'd uh, greatly appreciate if you follow me on that. And if you want to subscribe and see all the X-rated stuff, the link is in my bio on my Instagram. They want to see it. Trust me. <laughs> I'm going to. All subscribe. new. It's all, I'm going to subscribe after this. I'm like, I'm going to subscribe after this. It's on sale right now for fifty percent off. So. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, wow. So this is a good time. <laughs> yeah. This is a good time. So, but but my thing is, your Twitter is there though, so I can say and say to my friends on Twitter, like, yeah. please pin this so that this may definitely. Okay, so yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's some good teasers on my Twitter as well. Exactly, that's Plus why I like Twitter coming. because they tease. You're allowed yes. to. Tease. I just want to say thank you, Mr. Costin, for taking this opportunity to talk to me. Um, you are very well spoken, very beautiful. You have a story, and our stories make us stronger. Our stories make us better. So when you're in your lavish home with your wife and your children, you can talk, we'll, we'll reminisce about, oh, you remember when I used to? No, I don't remember. Do you remember? No, I don't remember either. So, <laughs> yeah. I really hope so. I hope so. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. I, I, you wouldn't believe. You said you're in your 30s. I'm 39. I'll be 40 this year. Oh, damn. I yeah. thought you were 21. <laughs> oh, you're going to Kevin Hart me, huh? Damn. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you were really young. I thought you were no. in your 20s. No, no. How, would I, how would I be running around with my space with these guys if I was 20 years old? I'm 40. <laughs> you know how people talk nowadays. They think they no, know it no, all. No, 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 no. No, honey, I lived it. I lived it. I'm 40. I'll be 40 okay. in September. I'm a Libra. What's your birth sign? I'm a Leo, August 1st. Okay, mythical. I, I, no, you guys. I, I, I feel like I'm a humble Leo. Honestly, I, I try to keep it as humble as I can. I know there's a lot of loud, obnoxious, you know, vibrant, all those cocky Leos. I don't want to be a part of that. So keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I want to, again, thank you for coming on here and telling your story to me and all of my viewers, because they're all going to see this. And yes, I'm going to put up in the top, gay for pay. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to put it up there because it's going to grab eyeballs. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Sean Gossett gave for pay. You know, I got to do all of that. But yes, it's the truth. I, I just, I, I thank you so much. And that was like, I love that because there's so many guys like you. You're not alone. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys like me don't want to say what I just said either. So I don't get it. But that's know? what, forget it. You did it. So you took ownership on it. So on the coins that come in, you ain't got to share them with them. That's right. When they're like, honesty is the way. You spoke up. No, you didn't speak up. So, just be honest. It's that's yeah. the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Say goodbye. You. Say goodbye, but don't go anywhere just yet. All right. Bye. See you okay. later. So wait, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the vocal stylings of Mr. Sean Austin. All right, don't go nowhere. So, did you enjoy? I hope you did. Please like, comment, subscribe, share, and don't forget to cash at me at the Queen of Shade. I am your favorite content creator, right? Right. You want to see more of this content, right? Right. Cash at me. I love you. Mwah. I've got my black stilettos on. Don't you make me take them off. I'm a standing position. Gonna show you I'm a boss. I've been given 60 seconds just to put my thing down. Turn around. Turn that TV down.